always getting excited about Thanksgiving. My kids keep saying, I can't wait for that turkey, which is kind of funny because they don't ever really eat much turkey. So, uh, But that is kind of the essence of Thanksgiving. It's uh, Well, some people, I really, really enjoy the meal. I actually enjoy the meal. But that's not, you know, I can get a good good meal lots of different places. Oh, yeah, um, sure. You could cook that up any day of the month you want or the day of the year you want it. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that I would really like about Thanksgiving, if we were getting together with a larger group and all that sort of stuff, is not going to happen. Um, but uh, still looking forward to the meal. I was just reading something in Wall Street Journal. There is some concern that our eating patterns may change permanently. And not only... Um, are a lot of restaurants going to go out of business during the pandemic? But when the pandemic is over, people just might not eat out as much. And that hadn't occurred to me, but we've talked a lot over the years about how people eat out way more now than they did when we were kids. There's all Absolutely. kinds of statistics that show that. The, many, many multiple. Oh, not more. even close. Yeah. Back in the day, it was not uncommon for our family to eat out a handful of times per year. And now it's common to eat out a handful of times per week. Mm hmm. Um, and there's no reason that has to stay that way. Could dial back the obesity thing some. Yeah. In, in fact, I would expect it to. If that remains consistent, I'm not sure it will. No, I, no I've been under the impression that people do it because it's convenient. It's just so damned convenient. Yeah. Convenient and yummy. I suppose, And then that's not going to change. Uh, I suppose people like rediscovered their love of cooking or homemade food or something, but maybe I rediscover how much cheaper it is to not eat out. That could be. Uh, I am just very wary, uh, as I have a bit of gray at the temples. I've observed the world uh, long enough to know. Be careful of making bold, dramatic pronouncements about how everything has changed, because it probably hasn't. <laughs> It may have changed for a while. Well, also be careful of making bold pronouncements that things are going to go back to the way they were automatically. They might not. We ate out less than we ate out more. We could eat out less again. Yeah, some of the major sports leagues might never recover. Some of them have it coming in my mind. It would be good for America to eat out less, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of eating, I uh, love this uh, note from Lynn, beautiful Roberts Island. Um. If you're just tuning in, uh, Gavin Mussolini, the lying half-wit governor of California who violated all of his own rules in having a big fancy dinner with friends, uh, lobbyist friends, uh, and claimed it was outdoors. Photos have surfaced of the dinner, and uh, it was outdoors with walls and a ceiling and big chandeliers. It was outdoors. We were socially distanced. Uh, Except that it was indoors and everybody was crammed around the table. And so you're a lying liar. Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. And then his idiotic apology. Do, do we have this? Uh... During, during Great Depression too, your governor is eating at the fanciest restaurant in the world and violating all his own rules. I mean, that... <sighs> I don't know what to do for you if you still believe in politicians and a single party and all that sort of stuff. I, I mean, I'm, there's no getting through to you. Yeah. Um, I wish I had this clip handy. I'm not, I can't remember where it is, but I love this from Lynn. She said... I've reviewed Governor Newsom's California-mandated rules for Thanksgiving gatherings, and I've discovered a way to enjoy the event. Uh, be, uh, one, be aware of how COVID-19 has spread to others. Two, stay home if you don't feel well. Three, enjoy the people you are gathering with. Eat, laugh, be thankful, say a prayer for our country. Four, should you be confronted by local authorities or crazed suburban white women, repeat the following, quote, I apologize for my behavior that contradicts the spirit of the state safety guidelines. <laughs> that should get you off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Well, it turns out now that the pictures are out, he 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 
he contradicted not just the spirit, but the uh, the the letter of the guidelines. America the is... The rules don't apply to the powerful. Right. Always been true. Right. But keep giving them more power. That'll work out, because they're here for you. They have your best interest in mind. You're so cute. America's bookended by a pair of morons as governors. Wait, who took the pictures? Cuomo and Mussolini. It's astounding. Who took the pictures at the fancy, fancy French laundry? Somebody who works there? A dude. He's... Uh, I'm trying to remember the story. He's a news photographer or something. They were making so much noise... They had to close the sliding doors to that part of the restaurant. Making noise, probably speaking loudly and all that sort of stuff you're not supposed to do. Exactly. And and the sliding doors, which, of course, are the outside sliding. Uh, I guess they mount them on trees or something, the outside sliding doors in the restaurant, Gavin. So, yeah, the guy, they were making so much noise, he recognized the governor. Click, click. Wow. Yeah. It's the only time I've done it, which is another hilarious, I'm sure, oh, lie. Please. It just please. happened to be the one time somebody took a picture. <laughs> schools, public schools still closed over vast swaths of Cal Unicornia, but his kids are in a private school that's open. Mm. At least part, part-time. part what, what are you going to do? You're going to vote the bastards out. You're going to pay attention to your government. That's why. Dang it, Jack! That's why the more local government is, the better it is, because you can actually monitor it. How are you going to monitor the Department of Labor from where you are in Washington, D.C.? You can't. It's an impossibility. So it becomes unaccountable, and the people get screwed. Come on, my friends. (laughs) Read the Constitution. Love it. It's a little dry in places. Fight your way through it. Article two. Oof, woof. Oh, woof. Should have been left on the cutting room floor. Oh, but it's uh, it's the most amazing document ever written. TLDNR. Yeah. To your uh, eternal peril, my fellow citizen. Hmm. Congressman Tom McClintock. He's a, a big believer in local government and less power in the uh, the national capital. Uh, he's also for ensuring the security of voting. We're going to talk about that a little bit with him. I'd like to ask him if there's any hope of uh, either party ever deciding that fiscal responsibility matters again. Since well, both ask him at the a, end, because if you ask that at the beginning, it'll drive everybody into despair. Since both parties have abandoned the idea. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We have not abandoned uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station that does such incredible work with our wounded warriors when they need it the most. They do amazing work. I mean, awe-inspiring. If you ever got a chance to visit and talk to the folks who benefit from it, you you would give until it hurts. They're that great, we're telling you. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Donate as much as you can, whether it's $10 or $10,000. We're we're on the lookout for whales. Yar! Where be my whales? So stay tuned for that. Tom McClintock next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, these arguments are absolutely ridiculous. There has not been one instance of fraud that has been found. These are baseless accusations. This is undermining our democracy. This is calling into question the actual people who are doing this work day in and day out. This is not just simply, let's let the courts figure it out. 
This is saying to people, spreading all of these conspiracies and rumors about machines and people changing votes, it is dangerous and it should stop. Yeah, there are conspiracies and rumors that aren't true, but there's also examples of actual fraud and there are lots and lots well, of there them. There are every election. I mean, that's that's interesting. I can't that's believe Amy she... Walter, a cook political report, saying something utterly ridiculous. I'm surprised. She, 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 does, she, does she mean to say that? I, that was crazy. You can't Absolutely. say that. Yeah, every election, there are there's evidence of fraud. Hey, very quick change of, of topic. I just want to correct something. I saw the, uh, uh, the pictures of the Gavin Newsom thing on a bigger screen and it does appear it's some sort of it's an outdoor indoor thing big and sturdy enough to have chandeliers but the ends appear to be open so it's 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 semi outside but there was no social distancing and no masks so that was utterly dishonest and barely out and they weren't eating they're just chatting anyway having said that on the question of electoral uh, integrity and vote integrity and that sort of thing uh we're happy to be speaking with tom mcclintock the congressman from the fourth district of california tom how are you sir I'm doing fine, thanks, guys. Were you at the French Laundry with your governor the other uh, night, violating and, all of his own guidelines? And rich lobbyists? You, you know, I, I my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail, but I have to compliment the governor on, on uh, uh, having the common good sense to ignore his own idiotic edicts <laughs> and use his own judgment as to the risks he's willing to take and the precautions he's willing to take uh, according to his own circumstances. I just wish he would accord that to everybody else in the state. But uh, I think he set a fine example uh, for all of us to use our own common sense uh, and ignore his idiotic edicts about how many uh, uh, bites you can take without replacing your mask at Thanksgiving dinner. Good Lord. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And well said. Um, and the other thing, I don't know if you got a chance to hear his whole quote unquote apology. It was, it was, I've compared it to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. It was an exquisite work of art in hypocrisy and stupidity. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was astoundingly well crafted idiocy. But, yes, well, uh, something he excels in. Yeah, indeed. So let's talk about voting and vote fraud and, and, and the rest of it. Uh, and, and we'll start with the headline, I suppose, and, and work from there. Is there any chance enough votes uh, could be changed that uh, Donald J. Trump hangs on to the White House? Well, I, I think the Georgia recount is going to answer a lot of questions, particularly involving the, the Dominion election software. Um, they've already done an audit. That's raised questions about ballots that weren't counted. Uh, and by the way, every one of those mistakes of, uh, uh, w- went against the president. So, I mean, if it was a balance of, of mistakes, some going against Biden, some going against the president, you could say, well, that's just, you know, there, there's nothing there. But it is kind of curious that they all, I- every one of those mistakes was against Trump. Um, the, the big question, though, is uh, their, their actual recount. If they discover a large irregularity between the number of votes cast and the tally, of the um, of the machines, then we're going to need to question other states that, that use Dominion software. But that that woman from the Cook Political Report needs needs to breathe into a paper paper bag for a while and until she calms down. Of uh, uh, this is a the, the 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 process of administrative and judicial review is absolutely essential to establish the integrity of the vote, and it's the integrity of the vote, not the vote itself, but the integrity of the vote. Uh, that is the foundation of our democracy, because democracy absolutely depends on whoever loses an election 
being being confident that the election was fair and accepting the result as the will of the majority. You can't do that if you don't trust it, and that's why we have a review process so that at the end of the day, everybody can trust it. Well, I, and I think you would agree that our systems for ensuring the fidelity of the vote are not up to 21st century speed, especially the idea of blanketing every registered voter with a ballot and then hoping it was them who sent it back and the rest of it. I mean, we just need better systems. I would think everybody would agree on that. We we had a very good system. We had a system of in-person Election Day voting. It served us well for 240 years. Uh, First of all, there was a 30-day close of registration uh, so that all parties could go out and canvas precincts and be sure that the people on the voting rolls were actually entitled to vote. They'd go door-to-door and be sure that so-and-so lived at this address. Um, uh, So that's one part of it. But the most important part of it was we all waited until the debate was over. All of the candidates had their say. And then on a single day, election day, we would go to our our local polling place. And that was almost always either in a neighbor's garage or, or down the street at the local elementary school. And we looked our neighbors on the precinct board in the eye as they handed us our ballot. We took it into a curtained booth where nobody could could cajole us or plead with us to vote a certain way. And there, in absolute privacy, that's where we cast our ballot according to our own conscience. And then we immediately took that ballot, handed it back to the neighbor on the polling board, who in our presence and the presence of observers placed it in a locked ballot box. At 8 p.m., the ballot counts started. By 10 p.m., we usually knew the results of uh, 12 midnight in, in a close race. Uh, there was very little room for fraud in that system because the chain of custody of these ballots was so clear and so simple and so short. Now they are indiscriminately mailing millions of ballots out to uh, uh, to people who've moved or died. There's no chain of custody, and then ballot harvesters can knock on doors to collect those ballots. Under those circumstances, I'm afraid whether there's fraud or not, whether there's the reality of fraud or not, there's always going to be the perception of right, fraud. Right. And that that is deadly uh, to a democratic system. God, it's, because it's, it tells the losers, um, we might not have lost this after all. This is not a legitimate vote. Yeah, it was such a, if it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it situation to me. And then we've just kept, ever since 2000, kept making things worse, it would seem. Uh, we're talking with uh, Republican Representative Tom McClintock. And I know states, you know, they get to choose how they're going to do it. But I was listening to a state representative on NPR the other day. They they were clearly arguing for doing away with what you were just talking about. Not only keeping you know the the option of mail in balloting along with voting in person, but slowly doing away with voting in person, like that's you know of the dinosaur age and just getting rid of it, which really worries me. Well, again, because there's no chain of custody in the ballots. So those, those ballots are floating around there in the mail. Uh, you know, Lydia, who used to work in our office here in Washington, D.C., got five. She lives by herself in an apartment. She got five ballots. Uh, uh, and then when you combine that with ballot harvesters going around and collecting those surplus ballots, that is just Again, if it does is if, if actual fraud is not occurring, you certainly have the high potential for it and the perception of it. Well, and in the town next to where I live, uh, they discovered a, a big cache of stolen mail a day or two ago. And I found myself wondering, I wonder when that mail was stolen, because obviously the thieves dumped what they didn't want. And it's possible they're just looking for checks or, or, or what have you. Um, but it's also possible 
that they just went around to every unlocked mailbox that they could get to in a day and stole ballots. I mean, it's certainly conceivable. Well, and, and, and the act of actually voting on Election Day, going in person to your local polling place. Uh, George Will had a great uh, name for that. He called it the communion of democracy. And it signaled to all of us as citizens that this is really important. We took our time to do that because we knew it was important. We'd bring our children along, teach them to respect the process, uh, and all of that's now been thrown out the window. The, the, and, 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 and that is, is, is a second problem with this. It's not only uh, opened up the process to potential fraud and certainly the perception of fraud, uh, it's also denigrated the importance of that the symbolic importance of the election and each of us as citizens having an important role to play. Not only the right to vote, which is the most important civil right that we have as Americans, but with every right comes a concomitant responsibility. Uh, and the most important responsibility we have as citizens is to take the process seriously, to be educated on the process, uh, and, and to participate in this. Uh, uh, and uh, unfortunately, this, this whole you know what, Tom? I got to jump in there. We're up against that. a uh, we're up against a hard break. But Congressman Tom McClintock of the Fourth District of California, you're 100 percent right. People of any political persuasion should agree. Thanks for the time. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. this twitter has announced a new feature today that allows users to post tweets that will automatically disappear in 24 hours they're calling the new disappearing messages fleets which is much shorter than we stole this from instagram who stole it from snapchat (laughs) i mean finally now people on twitter won't feel like they have to hold back and be so polite anymore What's the, in theory, audience for the market for uh, people who want to put a tweet out that disappears in 24 hours? Hmm. I've never seen Drunks? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These are levers that tech companies pull to try to uh, fudge up their numbers of daily active users, right? So if I follow Kim Kardashian and she puts out tweets that disappear in 24 hours... I need to log on once a day to see what she tweeted. Ah, you you might miss something. It's for the receiver who might miss something important. Ah, gotcha. Okay. It's more of the, it's this thing they were denying yesterday to uh, to Congress people. Oh, we don't, addiction, and no, we've never spent any time trying to figure out how to manipulate people to be addicted. This is a perfect example. Yeah. You better, you're going to miss out. The, the best tweets disappear in 24 hours. Get on there right now. Got right right away. That's a good one. I'm looking at the clips we have from that hearing. Do we have anything uh, from the addiction <laughs> part of it? No, I can I can grab that for later. Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't grab any of that. Yeah. Why don't we, as long as we're talking about social media and that sort of thing, there were some great moments in the uh, grilling of uh, the homeless man, Jack Dorsey of Twitter, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He looks more homeless now than he did a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that trend line will continue until he is 
What, how'd you put it? He's going to die from being the healthiest man on earth. Yes, yeah. exactly. He uh, and he has the flat manner of either a complete moron, which I know is no. impossible. No. Um, or somebody who is so in his own head, technically, he really he can't relate to other human beings, which is certainly not his fault. But he's he's a poor front man. He for seems, Twitter. He seems checked out. If I, yeah. if I if I met him and didn't know him, I'd think he's checked out. Well, him. he hasn't eaten since Thursday. <laughs> right. Well, he yeah, he seems like weakened by disease or hangover or something. He's got a he's very weakened odd by manner. lack of food. Uh, I like the Ted Cruz Jack Dorsey exchange clip number thirty one. Let's hit that, Sean. When Twitter is editing and censoring and silencing the New York Post, the four, the newspaper with the fourth highest circulation in the country, and Politico, one of the leading newspapers in the country, is Twitter behaving as a publisher when it's deciding what stories reporters are allowed to write and, and publish and what stories they're not? No, and that account was not suspended. Um, it fell afoul of the hacked materials policy. Um, we realized that there was an error in that policy and the enforcement. Hold, hold on, I'm, I'm literally looking hours. at the tweet from Twitter that says your account has been locked. You're, you're telling me that this is not an that's accurate. A, that's a lock. That's a lock and can be unlocked when you delete. The I, I understand that you have the star chamber power. Your answer is always, well, once we silence you, we can choose to allow you to speak. The whole exchange of the New York Post story was quite amazing. And it's uh, it's a great example of how um, how people who are in a position where they can exercise excessive power, but there is some accountability left. It's not it's not quite like Putin's Russia where they'll chuck you out of a window. What they said was, well, we had a policy, we followed the policy, and uh, you know later on we decided it was a mistake, so we uh, you know we corrected it. And there meanwhile, was a- that incredibly damaging story was suppressed for quite a while, or they tried to. And as what often happens with these things, there's some semantical tech phrasing talking past each other there where Dorsey wants to make a distinction between what a suspended account is and what a locked account is, where Ted Cruz is asking, you quote, you penalized this account in some way, made right. an action on it, and then, yeah. But suppressed by a platform that gets to do whatever they want. Right. Isn't that the crux of the issue? And if you're a libertarian, your belief is, well, something will rise up to counter Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, that allows different points of view. You're skipping over the uh the uh, uh section 230 of the commercial code part of it where they get protection. They're not a publisher. They're just a neutral forum. But as Ted Cruz was pointing out and there are a couple of clips they're fairly long, he was pointing out that you guys are unquestionably a publisher in the traditional sense. You choose what what can be on your forum and what cannot. You promote the stuff you like. You squash the stuff you don't. You're no longer a neutral forum, and you no longer deserve this protection. So, you know, you can be held liable for, you know, horrendous things that might be on your platform. It's it's a challenging area of law. And the power they have is unbelievable. Oh, that's unquestionable. Yeah. For Facebook and Twitter to spread information or not spread information. Right, exactly. Although somebody made the point yesterday uh, that you you ended up amplifying the, the, the Hunter Biden story by blocking it. More people heard about it because you blocked it than would have heard about it if you'd have just left it alone. Yeah, perhaps. Which he agreed yeah. to. He yeah. said, yeah, I think we probably did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some more clips of the hearing. Uh, the, the tech phonies uh, took it in the shorts, which was pleasurable. And I also think some good information was just aired um oh my god there's one 
triple secret program Mark Zuckerberg didn't know the senator knew about. Great moment. We'll get to that in a second after a quick That's word. That's the puppy mill thing that they do at Facebook? Not a puppy mill. No, you're misinformed there. A <laughs> uh, quick word from our sponsor, Simply Safe Home Security. They're having a huge holiday sale, 35% off any Simply Safe system in a free security camera. And it's it's better. There are no long contracts. It's less expensive. But it's it's just better in every way Simply Safe is than traditional systems. I feel like the name Simply Safe, it's a great name, uh, but simple. Easy to install. People get the impression, well, it's kind of a, you know, um, the, the light version of security, but it's not. U.S. News and World Report called Simply Safe the best home security of 2020. It won the CNET editor's choice for home security, was named best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. The fact that it's easy to use and easy to set up is just an added bonus to the fact that it's a great home security system. No contracts either, no obligation. System has an arsenal of sensors and cameras, then 24-7 monitoring to send help anytime it's needed. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get that 35% off and a free security camera. This deal expires soon, days from now. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So originally, the whole Section 230 thing was so that when you had a, a comment board somewhere on a website... You weren't responsible for somebody saying something wacky. Yeah. Jack Armstrong runs a puppy mill and stages dogfights. That's clearly slander. I can't sue, um, you know, Joe's, uh, you, you've got a golfing uh, forum. Yes, I do. And you talk about golf all the I time. You come here to lay up. And you talk about golf all the time, and somebody posts on your golfing forum, you know, your partner runs a puppy mill and uh, and ships heroin in from Mexico. I can't sue you for allowing that to be on the platform because they decided if I could sue you, it'd just be impossible. Those things would have to go away because you couldn't spend your your every day of your life going through all the comments on your various platforms to make sure that they were true. Yeah, you'd almost have to have a staffer for every other uh, account. Yeah. So the only way these things can exist is if you make if you make them, uh, you know, that it's not their fault. They got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't want to give this short shrift. So I think we probably ought to do it uh, right after a quick commercial break. But uh, Josh Hawley uh, confronted Mark Zuckerberg with uh, a program within Facebook that surveils you everywhere, even after you've left Facebook. And Zuckerberg was clearly astounded that he knew about it and pretty much denied it exists, even though it does. That whole uh, back and forth is great, and we'll have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. So a woman writes a book about the dangers of this whole uh, trans craze among high school girls, and Target won't allow the book to be sold in their stores. We'll talk about that next hour. We also 
We'll be talking about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, this amazing organization that helps our warriors with post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, new prosthetics, rehab, go making the transition into civilian life often when they're terribly wounded, young and alone. They do miraculous work. And if you are a patriot, if you love this country, if you understand the sacrifice our troops make for us, uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com and, and give as generously as you can. Uh, if you want to check out warriorfoundation.org, and it's it's Warrior Foundation, it's not the other one, uh, go read about it. It's astoundingly effective and wonderful and efficient with your money. Uh, but go to armstrongandgetty.com to give. Cool. Uh, so uh, yesterday, the Senate was grilling once again Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey of Facebook and Twitter, uh, respectively. And Senator Josh Hawley, who is... Uh, He's he's young, he's smart, he's good. He's not one of the doddering 88-year-olds. Uh, he had gotten tipped off by a whistleblower that there's a program called Centra that Facebook uses that not only tracks you and everything you do while you're on Facebook, then it follows you everywhere you go online and sniffs out what accounts are linked, and it's uh, it's astoundingly big brother- brotherish, but it's secret. And uh, in clip 41, yeah, in clip 41, Holly asked Zuckerberg about that. Centra is a tool that Facebook uses to track its users, not just on Facebook, but across the entire Internet. Centra tracks different profiles that a user visits, their message recipients, their linked accounts, the pages they visit around the web. Mr. Zuckerberg, how many accounts in the United States have been subject to review and shut down through Centra? Senator, I do not know because I'm not actually familiar with the name of that tool. I'm sure that we have tools that help us with uh, our our platform and community integrity work, um, but I I am not familiar with that name. Do you have a tool that does exactly what I've described and that you can see here over my shoulder? Or are you saying that that doesn't exist? Senator, I'm saying that I'm not familiar with it. Oh, that's odd. He runs the place after all. Uh, I think Tucker did a good job of taking that apart last night. 42. But hold on a second, Mark Zuckerberg. You run the company. You started it. And Centra sounds like a pretty big deal. Are you saying that Centra doesn't exist? Well, no. It turns out that's not what they're saying. Just hours ago, a Facebook spokesperson admitted to Fox News that Centra is indeed real. And according to that spokesperson, Centra is, quote, used to centralize and aid investigations into complex subjects like coordinated inauthentic behavior, end quote. Coordinated inauthentic behavior. Hard to pronounce. You may never have heard of it. It's otherwise known as astroturfing. That's the process of creating fake grassroots political movements, sometimes by foreign governments. It's something the left claims to be very concerned about. In other words, Centra is yet another long-term consequence of the Russia hoax. So Adam Schiff gets hysterical about Vladimir Putin, and then Facebook gets to spy on you without your knowledge and then sell the data they gather. Perfect. So the idea is they follow you absolutely everywhere you go online. And if you say something they don't like over there on Twitter or, or you know, just in an email or whatever, they'll say, oh, wait a minute. That's one of those Trump guys. Uh, let's take a look at their Facebook account or just shut it down preemptively. And I have a feeling that's why Armstrong and Getty fan pages and there are several of them have been shut down lately. It's got to be the Centra deal. So do you think, because uh, Zuckerberg has been running this uh, routine for quite a while where he doesn't claim to know what's going on in his company. Do you think that he is like 
you know, at the top and a billionaire and he's involved in charities now and doesn't pay that close attention? Or do you think he's just... I think it's just plausible deniability. Yeah, it is a pretty good plan to, during the hearings, because he did this a couple years ago on on a variety of topics that clearly you had to know about this. The various bugs that turned out to be features about Facebook, the way mm-hmm. they could, you know, hook up to all your friends, too, and that sort of stuff. And he'd claim he didn't know anything about it. Uh, it's, it just seems like a good way to handle it. Say say you don't know anything about it during the hearing, where it would get a lot of headlines. And then have your representatives, you know, answer press questions. Spin it carefully a few um, hours later. When yeah. it's not going to get, you know, near as much attention. Right. Right. And just say, uh, Senator, I'll, as he had many times in, it was the first big hearing I remember, Senator, I'll have my team get back to you on that when nobody's looking later today and we'll spin it like crazy. So that's his strategy. Uh, it was a good day for people knowing a little more about uh, the inner workings of tech yesterday. Is there any agreements between right and left on the whole tech thing or is it a, a vast? No, it's a huge gulf between the two sides with a few exceptions. Um, and and luckily, it's not of any great consequence. Oh, no, that's right. It's enormously consequential. Yeah, I was following the hearings yesterday, and I uh, uh, maybe I was just in a pessimistic mood, but I was starting to feel like our old producer, Vince, I was starting to feel like he always felt, look, they're all going to have all your information and give it to whoever they want. That's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that might just be the case. I, I have known that Facebook tracks you even after you close out of their web pages for years. I've been operating under that assumption for a long time. And the other the other thing I would like to bring up is I, I don't think I need an explanation on if, if Facebook is so anti-conservative, why are their top posts every day dominated by right-wing posts? They, uh, I, I don't look at TV ratings. That doesn't mean anything. But I look at uh, I, every day. I check what are the top mm-hmm. trending stuff on these various sites. And every single day, it is do- on Facebook specifically, it is dominated by right-wing stuff. Doesn't that include negative engagement? It, it includes all engagement. Right. But if they are silencing stuff, then those wouldn't be there. But I, I know there's they, they could be doing stuff on smaller levels and things like that. But but they, they are... It, it, their goal is not one side or the other. Okay. All right. Is my I know point. you believe that, and, and you're allowed to express that. You're completely wrong, but that's fine. Go find uh, liberal radio shows whose fan pages are all taken down. That would be helpful. So, uh, I... I mean, Silicon Valley, Sean, is so overwhelmingly left. How could that possibly be? Unless they're the most, uh, they are better than humankind in recognizing and countering their own biases. They would have to be heroic in that way, and I just don't buy it. Well, for 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 whatever reason, the 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 reason that I abandoned, I tried getting into Facebook briefly several years ago. The reason I abandoned it was not any political uh, stuff. It was just. I didn't like how they knew so much about me so fast and started hooking me up with people that I didn't, I couldn't have found if I'd hired a private detective. <laughs> yeah, and scary. I just, I, I just found it very troubling. Um, I just, it just, it weirded me out. It obviously doesn't bother other other people are the exact opposite. They're like, oh, cool, you found this person I went to junior high with, and now you have all our information. You put them together, and uh, and that's just fantastic. I, I hate that. Even but though I signed like it, I up uh, originally under a fake yeah. name. Yeah, and I still get and 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 so I tried to close the account. Was not successful. I've never been able to like completely close it. Um, uh, those of you who have sent emails, here's how you close your account. I've tried it, 
It, for, it, it never has worked in Facebook is the herpes of the Internet. It takes like a half an hour to try to close it out, and then it says it's not operating at this time. Check back later or something. But anyway, I still get suggestions for, like, putting me together with friends uh, that, that trouble me. Yeah. I, I, I find the whole thing really weird. But yeah. I, I realize that, well, like I said, it's the future. They're all going to know everything about us and, uh, and all of our friends, and it's just, it's just a fact. But luckily, governments won't use that uh, omnipresent, that, that com- omniscience to control us. Oh, that's right. I was wrong again. When, when we'll really know is the next time there's like a 9-11 style terrorist attack. And I hope there's not one anytime soon. But the next time the government has a reason to really go snooping through these records and they go to these private companies, that's when we're really going to find out uh, how this all plays out. How about if the COVID vaccines don't work out and there are 500,000 deaths in the United States? That's pretty good pretext for chucking yeah. away part of the Bill of Rights. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to see. So I hope not. A Wall Street Journal uh, contributor wrote a book where she's concerned that the whole trans thing is caught on among young girls, high school girls in particular that she's talking about, who decide that they want to get you know surgery because they're they're secretly a boy or whatever. She wrote a book about it. Some uh, some of the stuff she came up with is uh, is amazing. We'll have that for you next hour. And then the fact that Target banned the book. I mentioned being at Target a couple of weeks ago, and they got that whole how to be an anti racist book on their end cap. Oh, they got giant posters on the wall. But pointing out some of the statistics around uh, children and uh, operations to change their sex, you couldn't have that book at Target Yeah, until there was such a pushback that they relented. But uh, more on that coming up. Give to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We should get to a total pretty soon. We're going to hear from one of the warriors that benefited from this program. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.